welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Booz Allen and Text Expander from Smile. I'm Simone Rochefort. I'm a senior video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm here today with Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft. Well, it's that time of year again. <laughs> the time of year when CES rolls around and we just get to go completely hog wild <laughs> on the all the good stuff. Um, despite never having been to CES myself, I do enjoy it. Oh, you're our- missing nothing. You're missing nothing. You get all the best parts by not being in like the stifling like Vegas, which is just it's just terrible. And um, it was something I'd always dreamed of going to like as a kid. And then when it actually happened, I was like, oh, my God, Christina, come back I'm to this shocked every year? that you don't enjoy Las Vegas of all people that I know. I would expect you to be one of the ones who would like Las Vegas. Well, I like it in theory. But uh, it, there's just so much. And and I would have to go to both. There was, there was a number of years where I had to go to both CES and NAB within like a couple of months. And both of them take place in the Vegas Convention oh, yeah, Center. Yeah, the National although, American Bull Riding Championships. Uh, yeah. uh, National Association of uh, Broadcasters. Mm, gotcha. Uh, so less fun. Um, but CES is bigger than just the Convention Center and the Venetian. It's like basically all over the strip and even some off the strip things. And it's just you walk so much and it's just so massive. Like you think that it's going to be awesome. And there are parts of it that are, and then there are just time. And like, there are things like I, I went to um a party once, uh, uh got bottle service with uh, the beats, uh, music guys. This is okay, before they were acquired. Okay, yeah. And that was fun as hell. Also, what was really fun about that is that, um, the, the PR person like invited me and assuming I'm sure that I would bring young people and all the young people I was at dinner with were like, no, so all like the old like and 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 I don't really mean like okay I mean both age wise in comparison like not saying they were super old but also like established media people I brought like Forbes and Fortune and the Wall Street Journal and like USA Today like with me to this party and they they got down and it was actually kind of amazing wow now before we start the show you had a photo that you wanted to tell us about. No, I was just going to say, I, I had a, a, a really fun Airbnb experience. Airbnb <gasps> experience. Yes, I don't yes. know why. Sure, Carry on. Sure. So uh, I was in Tampa for New Year's for a wedding and uh, got to experience. I had the most Tampa, the most Florida of Airbnbs is uh, is basically the best that I can say. I'm going to put a link to uh, um, Lindsay, his uh, tweet storm, um, uh, his uh read about our terrible experience but basically we knew that it was going to be maybe some kitschy based on the the photo first i should say that it was a 700 a night airbnb that was supposed to like sleep all of us and then we got there and if you guys remember that vice article from a few weeks ago that talked about how there was like kind of this shady network of like really gross like airbnbs um you know where like you think that you're getting into one thing and then yeah. you get there and it's different well, we had a scenario like that where literally <gasps> these guys oh, no. buy up properties and this was actually in a bad part of town um it was not in a good neighborhood the security code was one two three four five six nice that was Classic. that was the security code um the the place was filthy and keep in mind they're charging 700 dollars a night and a 350 dollar cleaning fee yeah filthy. What? um it, they uh there was like a you know trash everywhere it had literally been slapped together like they bought the house and then they you know just tossed some beds in some furniture that they bought like at the goodwill or whatever like one of the beds was like held together. I'm not even joking by like, um, uh, uh, like, uh, twist ties basically. Oh, like, like, no. uh, like, like, um, it was gross. There was a lake in the backyard and they claimed, Oh, we have a, a pirate ship you can take out on the lake. <laughs> yeah. What? You would never want to step foot on this thing. We think it was a float of some sorts. We're not sure, but it was made of styrofoam and PVC and you would not want to step on it. There was also like a gas can and something else like in the lawn. So yeah, don't want to go near that. It was, uh, there was exposed wiring. It was really bad. And then it gets better because we complained to Airbnb about this place not being how it was described and whatnot. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a partial refund, you know, deal with the owners. And then the owners got pissed off <gasps> about that. And they like evicted us. And <gasps> originally they were going to evict us on New Year's Eve and keep in mind, like, we had to go to a wedding an hour away and we were like, are they going to ha- lock us out? Like, are they going to come in here and like rob a place? Like, you know, like, you know, take our stuff. Yeah, what? yeah. So we took our valuables with us to the wedding. 
Um, they were able to like let us stay that night, but then we had to be out like first thing in the morning and like get a hotel. It was, I mean, it ended up being a really funny story, but oh my God, what like you had this, like, just, the experience. Yeah. Does this yeah. make you okay? As a, uh, this is going to be my one question on this, and then we're going to go to CES. As a scam, professed scam lover who <laughs> yes. wants to be Anna Delvey in another life, Completely. do you, are you tempted to open your own Airbnb scam? Yes, very much so. All right. Mostly, we'll stop most there. Mostly because <laughs> you incriminate yourself. Well, no, I was just saying, I, I just got to see exactly how easy it would be because um, there's like no oversight. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I firmly believe that if Lindsay, if he had not um, uh, badgered Airbnb so much, and if um, the rest of us didn't have such big Twitter followings, that we would not have gotten the results that we did, which is ridiculous. And really, my ultimate thing would be never rent anything from uh, from Ron and Pete in Tampa because they are, uh, in Lindsay's words, gentrified slumlords, and he's right. <laughs> Stay far away, but Ron also uh, enjoy the the the, the tweet storm that uh, we've got linked in the uh, in the show notes. It just it feels so shady because like you're showing me the pictures and I'm like, is Christina spending the night on a pirate ship? That's awesome. That pirate ship looks like it's not safe to be on. No, not at all. Not that, at all. That could be fun. And oh wow. I mean, it was okay. a good story. It was a good story. Yeah. Uh oh, my favorite part before we get in, they promised a container pool. It turns out that was just uh they stole an image off of a website and mocked it up. It didn't actually exist on the property. No! Well, uh-huh. everyone who has Photoshop can open their own Airbnb scam. Completely. So, speaking Please of- come stay at mine with my 50-foot uh, dinosaur in my backyard. A real dinosaur. A, uh, yes, it's, it's amazing. Huge. Please come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some fun CES stuff. So the way this is going to work, we're going to talk about two top stories, and then we're going to run down some awards for the show that we are giving out today on Rocket, our acclaimed tech podcast. That everyone desires to be awarded by. Uh, first topic, most important item of CES, certainly the Charmin robot toilet <laughs> and roll fetcher. Oh my god! And VIP porta potty. Oh my god! Give me this. That is the toilet. Um, Brianna, I think you were the one who brought this to our attention. So will you please give us a little rundown on this incredible product? I mean, this is clearly the top story. And I just clearly. want to tell you, like, friend of the show, Joanna Stern, when she's like, I'm not going to CES this year, I'm like, but who will conduct the hard-hitting jo- journalism we need for the Charmin VR toilet? We we, we um, need this. I mean, Raymond yeah. Wong, Raymond Wong would, who, who gave us VR porn um, uh, five years ago, if you remember, uh, uh, famously featured on uh, The Tonight Show would be a good second choice. But you're right, Joanna Stern, this is why we miss her because she would do the real reporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, d- democracy dies in darkness. That's my yeah, that's basic true. message. Yeah, completely. Uh, so th- these are three separate concepts that Charmin brought out. And uh, yeah, before we start, I just have to say uh, the CES account actually did a lot of promotion of the Charmin VR toilet. Um, which I found very amusing because last year they ended up rescinding an award and kicking a woman CEO out of a CES and won a um, won uh, a, an award based on her sex tech uh, her sexual health uh, product uh, for CES. So I found that to be a real double standard. Oh, oh, oh uh, not you know? even that. Yeah, it, it, the real double standard. So just uh, we're not going to get totally into it, but there was like a a a, 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 a vibrator. Um, that mm-hmm. was kicked out last year. It's back this year, uh, yep. which is good. But, uh, you know, VR porn, again, Raymond Wong on The Tonight Show looking at VR porn at CES. So <laughs> that's okay. Uh, naked women in body paint is okay. Vibrators Only not. if they're imaginary and you can poop with your butt, but you can't right. put anything in it. You can take <laughs> things out of it. But you can't do it the other way around. Okay. Okay. Oh my so God. moving on. That's morally consistent. Okay. Yes. So I don't want to get into this, but I do want to say, okay, so here are the three uh, products that Charmin is bringing out. The first one is, uh, and these are all concepts, you know, designed much like our second story to bring attention to the brand. Uh, so the first one was kind of a, a high-end luxury uh, VR experience for concerts, which for some reason has the Oculus Rift S. <laughs> I was like, okay, if you're making this super luxury like go get the valve index like, let's go let's <laughs> right right let's right do this for real well, uh, um, no but, but here's the problem with that brie yeah 
you might drop that in the toilet. Okay. Oh my God. Well, I'm just saying. It's on an arm. It's on an arm. I, 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 this, I'm, like, I'm the, aware of that. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about, you know, yeah. Okay. So that was one of the products. The other one was, um, it was a robot. Oh, I love looks this. Like, looks like, oh, what's his name? The the Uber guy, uh, Mike. Uh, oh, what's his last name? I was facing it. Uh, it looks like the Charmin bear. It looks like, or, it looks like Mike Isaac's um, right, avatar. Right, Mike Isaac's yes. avatar on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's a robot that will bring you a roll of toilet paper if you need it, which I have to admit, I'm I mean that I do love. That. I mean yeah. that I love. It's it's a Roomba right. that will deliver toilet paper to you, right? Uh, I'm into that. And the third one is basically it's a um, it's almost a chemical warfare detection device. Yeah, basically that will tell you <laughs> when you can go into the restroom and when you cannot. So clearly, uh, CS. I don't know why people uh, attack this for being a pointless show these days. No, same. I mean, this is yeah. Well, here, very I important. have some complaints. Okay, but you're going to have to bleep this real quick, Simone, because this is a, I, I'm going to say this, but like, this is literally, there's a great Twitter account, Internet of and this is literally Internet of like, I'm, I'm kind of here for it, that we've, we've reached peak Internet of Things when this is what, what literally happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. just, I'm not it's okay. My, <laughs> here's my complaint. Excitement. Yes. Initially, hearing of the VR toilet, toilet technology, famously something that, we, the humans have, quote unquote, perfected long ago. Toilets changed very little since their inception for most people. I'm sure perhaps the rich have some kind of secret fancy toilets that we don't know about. I don't know what Jeff Bezos uses, but most of us use the same kind of toilet. Thought this was going to be an exciting innovation. No, it is simply a VR headset to protect me from the fact that I am using a public toilet, which I appreciate. Would love to be ignorant of that fact. Would love to be transported to the front row of a U2 concert while I'm dropping a big one um, somewhere. I don't know where. I guess I, in this scenario, the porta potty is at the U2 concert and I'm pooping while watching the concert in VR so uh -huh. I don't miss it. That's the concept. Still disappointed. Disappointed. This is just simply a mishmash of two products, not a revolutionary toilet experience that I was hoping for. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my first-gen Oculus Rift and just going to put it in the bathroom. <laughs> totally. And then I'm going to put a sign on the door that says Charmin VR Toilet Concept. No, you're right. You're right. Because yeah. my whole thing is like, look, I'm actually all about luxury porta potties <laughs> Like, I can't remember what event I was at, but I was at some... Um, uh, like a conference or something where they had like they got a bunch of trailers and like built really nice bathrooms type of things, you know, experiences where there was like, you know, like a sink and like stalls and like it was a it was a very nice experience. I'm all about the luxury like porta potty experience, like, you know, where you have actual, you know, like uh, sewage things and you're not like, you know, squatting over like a glorified hole in the ground. Like, that's awesome. But yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, Simone. This feels like this is two different mm -hmm. things. This feels like this is not well integrated. Exciting things that do happen in toilets sometimes at events. When you realize that they have mints and tampons in there, that's a good time. <laughs> All the good weddings have that. Anyway, uh, the smell sense thing. I think I like it. I think I do, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, it... Now, because this yeah. is Rocket... Let's talk about how this could be hacked and used against us. Uh, well, this is the thing, right? Because all, well, well, all you have to do would be to reverse the sensor, right? Like all you would have to, I mean, because imagine that, right? Like if you're like, oh, it's clear to come in because it like gives you like a green or a red light or whatever. And you just like reverse it. So it's like, oh, it's it's clear to come in. But instead, you know, your noxious fumes are are out there. Yes. Okay. So in this scenario... I could just see people like gamifying it and trying to get like the worst sensor readings. See, yes, agree. Or, like, like right? or like like yeah. how long does it take? You oh, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, also I do I do have to say, although I like the idea, I think they're missing a big opportunity, which would be this. There should be a um like digital um thing that will um, you know, like spray um like Febreze or like air neutralizer right. in the bathroom. Like that should be part of it. So not only is it taking, you know, account of like the 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 smell, but then it's releasing, it's you know, like, like neutralizing stuff to to help dissipate it faster. Because Febreze works real well, right? And so I'm not talking about like air freshener. I'm talking about like the neutralizer stuff. So mm -hmm. you know, that would be to me, uh, like even better. Like that would actually be like, okay, we'll alert you about the smell, but we're also going to do our part, yeah, to you know, make it. Uh, I like more the fresh. way you think, Warren. 
Now, robot. So the Venture Beat write-up says, when someone with a smartphone using Bluetooth, it delivers a fresh roll of toilet paper to you so you won't be stranded. Is this something that I have in my home? Or is this part of the, I guess, public bathroom experience? I think it's something you have in your home, which to me raises a very interesting question, yes. which is, okay. How big so is this your basically bathroom? Means, not only that, but you now have to poop with your door open. Which oh. is the greatest luxury afforded to mankind. However, it is so, it is a luxury because it is rare. Completely, completely. It's like I live, uh, my, the, the greatest luxury I have, uh, except for my uh, my washer dryer, is the fact that in this apartment we have two bathrooms. Oh. So Grant has a bathroom and I have a bathroom. Oh. It's wonderful. Uh, in, in New York City, we had a very, very, very small bathroom and it was, you know, it. that's the situation, you know? So... The ba- my bathroom is inside our bedroom and in his bathroom is is accessible from the outside or whatnot. So I could, I guess, technically like have the door open if I needed to because it goes into like the hallway, like like the walk-in closet kind of area and then goes into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I still have like a, a, a monochrome of privacy or whatnot, but still like it's a weird thing. And like his, you know, he, he closes the door. But this is a scenario where for this to work, you would literally need to have your door open. Yes. Like the scenario here is I for so I like I think most people store quite a bit of toilet paper next to the toilet. Same. I guess this is a scenario where you have the additional backup toilet paper stored somewhere else that is not reachable by you um, duck walking from the toilet, but still accessible by a robot who will bring you a single roll. Right. Exactly. And a robot that has like all the power of a Roomba so it can, you know, like traverse, you know, different terrains and corners <laughs> and things terrains. like that. I, love I mean, it. I, I have to say, I like the direction they're thinking in. I, I do too. I just, I think that the the door being closed is the one, like, that's the one. It's a barrier. See, I don't think a that's a deal one. breaker though. I mean, I, I, so it's outside the door. And you just ask it to stop, and then you just open the door a crack and and get it. And I have That's to say, so part cute. of like, right? And I mean, for me, one of the weird things about running for office is there are strangers in my house all the time, oh. like constantly. So, so I mean, I've absolutely had a situation where I've had to call Frank. I'm like, "There's no towel in the bathroom. Can you please bring me one?" You know. Um, I so see. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't buy this because it's such an edge case, but I, I think it's, I, I certainly think it's interesting. I mean, definitely. I mean, look, to be clear, none of this stuff is ever going to come out, but I definitely do think they should like license this to Roomba or something. Yeah, definitely. you know what I want actually, paper, this for paper towels. Oh, like yeah, imagine actually. if I'm, I'm in my room and I spill something on my bed as I am yep. wont to do. I'm with you, and I'm like ah. And the robot hears my mournful cry, which is its signal, its trigger word. And then yep. it, it's maturing candidate trigger word. And then it zooms into my room with a roll of paper towels and I'm saved. That I love. That I love. It'd be like like your own like little Alfred, like your own like, butler. Also, this they, Amazon could bring back their dash buttons, which were the little buttons you could press to like reorder things. Because this would be smart too. like have it like tied to the, the robot. The robot where, like, it knows. summoning call. I love that. That is our final thought on this. Because I'm going to quickly tell you that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Booz Allen. Modernizing for the future is a challenge, especially for large organizations. You may need to integrate legacy systems with new technology. (gasps) You may need to incorporate AI and analytics to work more efficiently and make fast decisions. And everyone needs new ways of thinking to move to what's next, whether for government or commercial goals. Booz Allen understands, and they're helping some of the world's largest organizations modernize. They understand the missions of government and industry and the need to adapt to constant change. They provide open source solutions so clients can integrate innovation from anywhere, whether from visionary startups or major contractors. Plus, they're helping clients power new technologies with analytics. And because security is everyone's priority, they integrate their capabilities with intelligence-grade cybersecurity. With Booz Allen, integration means putting you in control of innovation. Integrate, innovate, get it done with Booz Allen. Learn more at boozallen.com slash relay. That's B-O-O-Z-A-L-L-E-N dot com slash relay. Thank you so much, Booz Allen, for your support of the show and Relay FM. 
Do we have any final thoughts about the Charmin products at CES? I, I'm good. Oh, I'm, right. I'm good. I mean, I, I just, I for one, like, welcome our, our you know, uh, toilet paper overlords. Like, I think, think this is really the most innovative stuff we've seen in a long time. I welcome the inevitable privacy violations that will come with this. I don't know what they are yet. I'm, I'm just struggling to imagine what they would be, but I cannot wait. I welcome the product lock-in that's sure to come where you have to get, you can't just get toilet paper. You've got to get Charmin VR robot (laughs) style toilet paper that will be compatible with the link to upload to your smartphone to measure things. Uh, That's what I can't wait for. Yes. Uh, All right. Our second top story of this year's CES is the Sony electric concept sedan, the Sony Vision S. So this is a concept of an electric vehicle uh, with a lot of stuff, a lot of always-on connectivity, a lot of sensors, 3D3 to be specific, widescreen displays in the back and in the front, um, and various pieces of equipment, including a newly designed EV platform, uh, which is reportedly engineered by the automotive supplier Magna. Now, Brie, I was curious about this because I, I love the way that this car looks. Um, and Sony making an electric vehicle or a concept for an electric vehicle was interesting to me. But your reaction to it was negative. You are a car lady. Please explain. Well, I, I guess first I would love to, I, I, I thought about this. I wanted to turn it around and find out you are not a car person as much as I am. So I guess what is it about this that spoke to you, made you go, this is interesting. This is unique. This is something that I'm I'm interested in. I think it's it wasn't for me so much. Oh, uh, yay! This is interesting and unique. As I think it looks really stylish. I think as far as electric vehicles go. Ugh. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there's our our disagreement. It was superficial after all. Like of of the electric vehicles that I've seen, uh, this is one okay. that I really enjoy the look of. However, uh, I would not say that my feelings for it are overall positive because guess what, folks? I am upset about always-on connectivity in cars because I think it's a, wait for it, privacy violation. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) I'm shocked. We joke here on Rocket, and yet... Uh, Okay, so this this is my take with it. Um, First of all... When a company like Sony comes out and and brings a a concept car onto to stage like this, all this means is that Sony had two hundred thousand dollars to spend. That's all it means. Like you can go down to next to Jay Leno's garage in in L.A. It's very near uh, the uh, the Singer Workshop for nine elevens, and it's where the movie studios go to make things like the Batmobile. And it's it's not exactly challenging to get um, an EV platform and then to build a car around it, much less a, a fairly generic-looking sedan. So just the, the idea of a concept car here, just, just take a moment and consider how many million miles this is from actually shipping anything. Uh, the electrical infrastructure underneath it is part of a different open-source product, so mm-hmm. Sony doesn't own that. They don't have any capacity to fab uh, the batteries or the parts inside of it. They don't have dealerships. They don't have uh, an ability to, like, they don't have a relationship with the people that make tires to make sure it meets the specification. So it's so many million miles away from that. So what are they promoting as their unique ideas with it? The styling, uh, to me, it's it's take it or leave it. I personally, I'm not thrilled about the 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 Porsche Taycan or uh, the the Tesla um, you know, Model 3 or the Tesla S. It's just sedans are not my thing. It looks like an Accord. Fine, whatever. Uh, it's got that large wraparound display, which is straight from Tesla and the Porsche Taycan, so uh, very derivative in my opinion. I look at the steering wheel, and the steering wheel just looks flat-out bad, um, they're they're promoting a 360 degree uh, sound in the headsets, in the in the head rest of mm-hmm. the car, which has kind of been a disaster in every car I've ever heard it. Oh, in I didn't read about that. When, that sounds like a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> although I although I, although I will say I think if anybody could do it, Sony's going to have a much better chance than some of the like you know like Harman Kardon or some of the other 
uh, yeah, and, you know, and people. that's fair. It's it's just for me when I'm driving, um, like I'm at the point where when I take a turn, I think about it in terms of how many G's I'm about to take. <laughs> sure. Because my car has a G sensor, uh G force. That rules. So so I I for me personally when I drive, um like auditory information is very, very important. When do I shift? What's around me? How are my tires performing on the pavement? So something right behind my head blocking all of that out, it feels like a safety issue, just to be really honest. Um, So I guess I look at this car and no snark towards Sony because I want them to do well and they're not, but it just feels exactly like the Charmin toilet. It's a kind of cheap... PR cash-in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. The one thing I'll push back on a little bit, because I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think, at least the way I kind of read, you know, the, the coverage of this, Sony has no intention of ever making a car. And and I don't think that they're pretending otherwise. I think the play they're trying to make is you look at, at BlackBerry, who owns uh, QNX, you look at some of the other um, embedded, um, you know, platform uh, makers, you look at some of that stuff. I think that they're trying to get in that game. So they're saying, okay, we will use somebody else's, you know, like EV platform and kind of build and show these are the things that we could provide you future automaker, whether you are, you know, one of the legacy, you know, creators or some new EV upstart, this is why you should, you should use our stuff rather than partnering, you know, with, with Bosch or, or, or BlackBerry. Um, Like, like Bosch put out a product at the show that was, uh, uh, basically they said, look, sun visors and cars have not changed basically uh, in a hundred years. So they made a screen with basically e-ink inside of it that dims depending on where your eyes are. So it's transparent. And then just wherever your eyes are looking, it casts a shadow over your your eyes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, that this is, this is competing, that this is competing with that bat Bosch thing. I'm talking about like from their embedded and from their embedded systems point of view. But I think the bigger thing here is with the LIDAR and and the self-driving stuff with their sensors, because the thing here is that I don't know how good, um, you know, any of the the the, the lidar stuff that that Sony is going to be, you know, uh, uh, creating is compared to some of the other um, options that are out there. But their CMOS sensors, I would put money on being like best in class. I, I don't know how the software okay, would work, and yeah. that might and, and that might Fair. be something where the manufacturer would have to customize it. But the one area where Sony has uh, continue to do incredibly well and actually has only gotten better over the last decade is imaging. Sony is without a doubt the leader in imaging. Um, and, uh, especially, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, like sensor technology, like every good smartphone camera has a Sony sensor. And, uh, even like on the professional level, you know, you see like, you know, Canon and, and whatnot, like they have, uh, might might have uh, you know red like they might have some better capabilities in in some ways with some lenses but like Sony sensors are the best so this is an interesting use case at least in my perspective of them showing off hey there these are these things we make that could be used in a different way in a different capacity that these other companies might not be thinking of the same way that you know Bosch has been able to kind of show hey we have these other um, you know, options that can be used in in other things too, and not just you know um, creating appliances or, or or whatever. Yeah, and I think that's that's actually a really fair point, Christine. I had not thought of that. Like the new Porsche 992, one of the top end options on it are cameras that are all around the car. If it sees a speed limit sign, your car, your Porsche is going to read that and it's going to automatically know that. It's going to know things like light for self-driving capability. So I can see having a product that it takes advantage of Sony's imaging experience. That's certainly better than someone like Porsche, who is famously terrible at the electronics inside mm, their car, right. trying to do that. So I, I think that's a path forward. But I think it's also fair to say nothing in this car is is even remarkable if you follow the the car industry. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree at all. I, I, I fully am in agreement on that. And I think that maybe even showing like the concept car thing, if people are thinking about it in, in a traditional concept car um, way is wrong. Whereas instead, I think this is more like they're saying, these are the things that we make that could be useful if you are building an EV. And if yeah. you are getting into that place, then look at us as uh, another supplier, you know, in addition to um, the these other companies who are, you know, 
really hustling and, and making sales in that arena. Because to your point, you know, Porsche, like that's not their strength. This would be a great way for them to be like, hey, Porsche, come talk to us and let us be your imaging provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, folks. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile. You can unlock your productivity with Text Expander. Manage everything you type repetitively, like email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and more. Text Expander works everywhere you type, like word processors, email and messaging apps, and online forms. Ooh! You can customize your snippets with fill-in fields and pop-up lists, and check out Text Expander for Teams if you need to manage snippets for your company. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Christina! relate to us a text expander experience what snippet do you use most oh gosh i have so many it was actually funny i was um i was on a call um giving some people um some product feedback today and um i was showing them some things that i was doing and i you know uh was i typed in a couple of characters and a a whole like you know snippet of of uh you know uh, output came out and they were like wait what was that? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's just that's just text expander. But one of the ones that's that I, I don't know if I talked expander. I don't know if I've talked about this one before or not. But I have a thing where when I write, um, I used to use this all the time when I was a journalist. But I now do this when I'm writing my scripts for this week on Channel Nine, where I'm writing the show notes and I'm wanting to to link to things and I want to reference um, the the different websites and and the places that, that I'm doing. And so I have a text expander snippet that's an Apple script that will get me all the URLs from my open browser window and put them in in a in a reference list format so that when I'm typing I can very easily like uh create a a markdown um style um uh link and then when that converts to html like the the hyperlink is there and that just makes it so easy where if I have like 50 open tabs I can immediately get a listing of all those open tabs you know in in a list format and then and then reference them it's like one of my favorite and most used things Christina Warren that rules Text Expander is available for macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And Rocket listeners get 20% off their first year. That's a year. One year. That's 365 days. Just go. Let me uh, let me say that in a way that uh, is more audi- audibly pleasurable. <clears throat> Rocket listeners get... 20% off their first year. Just go to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. If you've been meaning to try Text Expander, check it out now, baby. Textexpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of the show and Relay FM. Our friends at Smile. Thanks, everybody. It was a great one. I just found out that my, uh, this is CES news, that my tweet going after Ivanka Trump made the AP and also Whoa, the China service. So, yes. Wow. Well done. Y'all. Time to check your yeah. mentions, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Time to mute your mentions. Like, seriously. Like, tr- time, to, tr- time, to, time to mute the uh, the replies to that since that's yes. the AP. It's going to be great. Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, anyway, let's, uh, it's time let's for get the, award the award portion. Yes. Wow. The first award that we are going to hand out is a worst robot uh, subcategory. <laughs> uh, best privacy violation waiting to happen, whose video spot still made me cry. And this one goes out to Samsung's AI assistant robot ball, Bali. Uh, so this is a little <laughs> yellow ball robot that, quote unquote, I'm going to use some words that Samsung used, patrols your house keeps you safe, is a friend to your kids and pets, stores photos and special moments. So this is an obscenely cute little ball that will like follow you around and it'll make sure like if you get close to it, it'll back up so you don't step on it. It's watching you and it can basically run your house, your robo house while you are away from work. In the video spot, they showed it um, keep turning the TV on to keep the dog busy. They showed it summoning the Roomba to clean up a mess that the dog made. Uh, They showed it streaming video of the dog watching TV to the owner who was away from home so that she could see that her dog was doing great. 
Um, and they've said it'll operate various smart home gadgets like lighting, um, the smart TV and Roomba I already mentioned. And it can, of course, identify people and, um, yeah, stream live video. So, uh, very cute. At the end of the video, it curls up to sleep with the dog and it made me cry a little bit. Uh, a pure physical reaction, just seeing the cuteness of a tiny robot that's just doing its best and a dog who is also doing its best. I cried. However, I hate it. Because <laughs> I just, uh, there's, there's something so disastrously, I mean, it is the sci-fi future, right? It's our, the sci-fi future of having a robot that takes care of your house. But knowing what we know about how um, the ring cameras were hacked and abused, just literally, I think it was last episode that we talked about this or the one before that. I don't care. Uh, it seems like, again, a disaster waiting to happen when not only is the camera in your home, but it can move freely about your home. Makes sense to me. Congratulations on that award. Yes. <laughs> well won. <laughs> Thank you, Samsung. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one is the worst product for frat boys. Brianna, I believe this one's you. Take nope, this is all Christina. All Christina. All Christina. Christina, take it away. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that the worst product for frat boys, there is an Indiegogo project. It is $300 that will let you, uh, I guess, chill your wine or, or your beer or your soda cans um, so that you can, like, put them in for, for you know, for 30, for, like, two minutes or whatever, and it'll take it from, from you know, lukewarm to, to crispy cold. Oh. And, uh, and, and so the reason this is the worst for the frat boys is because you can get you know, drunk on your, on your, uh, frosty beverages much, much faster. So it's going to, going to lead to, to even more shenanigans. So, uh, this is my both ridiculous thing that I cannot believe this exists and, uh, you know, bad, bad for the frat boys. It was the best of products. It was the worst of products. <laughs> All right. This next one is best thing that rolls for no reason. <laughs> And I think we have some divided opinions on this. Topic. This is a yes. contested topic because it was at best slash worst, and we have different opinions on this. Bree, take it away. Okay, so uh, if you look, uh, this was Samsung that did this, right? LG this TV. No, LG. This is LG. LG. So they have a new rolling uh, television product. So I want you to imagine, just like that Peloton ad, right? Like where it's uh, you know it's the beautiful multi million dollar home with the gorgeous look out over a, a gorgeous like lake and forest. So that's what this is, where you've got this giant window in front of your TV, and then you're looking out, and there's this uh, very conspicuous like opening underneath the TV, just so, like a magician, you can see there's nothing underneath there. And then slowly, your television just unrolls up, the wall and then oh my god you're looking out the beautiful window and now there's just a tv there that's so it. stupid no oh my god are you kidding me my mom is genuinely if this thing was not sixty thousand dollars in that right <laughs> if this were not sixty thousand dollars my mom no, if would, it was like three hundred dollars i'd be all in but it's sixty thousand dollars but but it will eventually be three thousand and then my mom will buy it and i'm not even joking because she hates wires and it is they're going through a whole thing right now where they're going to have to figure out how they're going to have to you know, like punch holes in the walls to run all the cabling and whatnot to to eliminate everything and have it just so. But she would love this because it would be able to roll when it needed to and it would be able to hide when it when it needed to. Also, they're apparently working on one where it will come down from the ceiling, kind of like a projector, which but this is OLED. Like this isn't a projector. This is freaking OLED. So that's the other thing. This is rollable and it's OLED and the quality is amazing. And I'm sorry, I, I realize $60,000 is more money than I will ever have to ever spend on a television. But my God, do I want one. Now you have my attention, Christina, because my main complaint about this was that when it rolled down, I was like, oh, cool. So now I can see that beautiful view. And then I think about where my TV is and I'm like, okay, so if this rolled down, I would see my wall and theoretically yeah i could put something nice on the wall that i could look at when the tv rolls down but if i i have a new york apartment if i have space i want to put like an object in that space exactly and just because the tv has rolled down doesn't mean that i can now use that space to like put books on or whatever so a ceiling rollable tv sure call me okay, when that's yeah. sixty thousand dollars in 10 years um I think the concept is cool in practice as a practical thing. Ah, but this is CES. We're not talking about practicalities. Right. We're talking about We're dreams. talking about dope <laughs> stuff. 
and this TV rules. <laughs> All right. Uh, our last product uh, is Best uh, Disaster Capitalism. And for this one, I nominated the AO Air Atmos Spaceware. Ooh. Uh, yes. So this is a stylish mask that you wear over your face that has air purifiers in it. So it will help people during wildfire season or as the CO2 levels in our atmosphere inevitably rise as we do nothing about it. And the great thing about it is that it's clear so people can still see our expressions and it is a little more personal than the uh, the cloth masks that we're used to wearing. And of course, the best thing about this mask is that it theoretically costs $350. So surely everyone who is wealthy can afford it. Thank God. <laughs> Um, so obviously yeah, this is say, such an I important use those thing all the time. Like when I'm working in my workshop or if I'm, uh, like I'm working uh, on a product right now, uh, I'm building a powder coat oven for my garage where you electro uh, electrostatically charge paint mm-hmm. and then you put it in an oven and bake it. And like, you have to wear a mask for that because you could like destroy your lungs so yeah i don't know i could see like i could see uses for this i don't want to be facetious about the importance of masks because they are clearly very important um (laughs) and this looks like something that came out of blade runner which is pretty cool but uh the stylish high-tech mask that will protect the lungs of people who can pay 350 dollars for it hey it's ces baby I, I'll be excited when this is affordable for everyone. Fair, fair. All Definitely. right. Cool. All right. So worst of show. We all we all got to talk. Oh, what, yeah. What product gets flat out worst of show? And I don't see how it could be anything but the Charmin VR headset. I mean, just no. the idea of that, like you use it. It's bad enough to use a VR set at like... Uh, Dave and Buster's that other mm-hmm. people have used oh, for God, this one yeah. that's been in a toilet. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's it. Just wins in my opinion. What if? Yeah, I I think that one's pretty bad for for the reasons you just outlined. The smart litter box that where you can live stream your cat pooping intriguing yeah. to me. Okay. Yeah, I like I like that one too. I but I, I'm with I'm with you. Oh, and I have a different. Uh, I have a secondary option for the worst one for frat boys. It'd be the new packs, uh, USB C vape with smart weed pods, <laughs> which I want. Uh, they it. sent me a they sent me a rose gold one uh, a few years ago. Uh, I'm all about this, but that's definitely not good for frat boys. But that's not a bad. This is actually one I think is cool. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that the worst. Yeah, I think it's it's the the VR in the bathroom, man. Because yeah, come on, I don't want to touch that. Everyone else is touching it. Ugh, eek, ah, nasty. All right, so that has been Rocket on CES 2020, baby. Um, let's let's we're, for our final dessert topic of the day, we're finally gonna talk about some Star Wars because we have Woo. all seen it. And then I finally maybe, wait. Is now the time that I pop the Nyquil? Yes. Oh my god, I'm gonna do it. We're li- do okay. It. All right. Um. So, Rise of Skywalker came out in theaters last month. It has been getting mixed reviews. Um. I think what we can all agree on is the fact that it is two and a half hours long. Yes, it is long. <laughs> it is a long, long, long movie. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm kind of hesitant to like broach this topic because I know Why? it's so. Because it's so divisive. Because yeah. it's the yeah, well, I'm tired of. I'm tired of the internet mob making it impossible to enjoy uh, pop culture events. I'm playing back through Mass Effect 3 right now. Like the, the uproar about that made it very hard for me to enjoy the ending of a saga that meant a, a lot to me on my own terms and have my own experience with it. Instead, it was like, is this really as bad as the internet is screaming about? And that's kind of what's happened with this film. It's just an exhausting way to to experience pop culture. Okay. So I had a different reaction uh-huh. to the Please Star share Wars. I, Please share with me, because I think I might align with yours. Please go on, Simone. I went into this movie thinking I cried at The Force Awakens. I mm-hmm. enjoyed 
I cried at Rogue One. I enjoyed The Last Jedi. Like there, I'm I'm very easily manipulated. I cried at the <laughs> the Bali <laughs> Samsung robot ad from CES. Right? Um, I went into it thinking I don't care what other people think. This is a Star Wars, and I'm going to enjoy it. Totally. And I did not necessarily enjoy it because wow. I kept, ugh, I, I just got really frustrated with some of the ugh, the plot reversals and dumb crap that happened in this movie. Yes. Uh, and yes. I found it hard to enjoy. And I feel bad about that because it's a Star War. And it's not only that, but it's the end of this new trilogy, which right. I have predominantly which enjoyed. Which started so strongly. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. And I want to like it. Yeah, because here's where it goes for me. I thought that that Force Awakens was such a good movie. I saw it like four mm-hmm. times in the theaters. Well, I don't I give a crap that it's a retelling of A New Hope. I don't it's care. Fun. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed um, uh, Force Awakens a lot. Like I genuinely, I think I saw it four times in the theater, which is like I love movies, but to see something in the theater that many times, that's like that's commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And. I didn't love Last Jedi. I thought that was too long, um, especially certain segments. But but it was it was fine. And I went into this, you know, I saw it late, right? Like I saw Cats before I saw this, and I saw it late because I couldn't see it with my parents, and like I didn't read any of the stuff on the internet, like at all. Like I literally stayed out of the discourse because I was like, I don't want to spoil this. I don't want to have like a preconceived notion. And then I went into it, and I was like, this is two and a half hours long, and I love J.J. Abrams, and um uh. There was not enough Carrie Russell, which was disappointing. Yeah. Um, I, uh, because I really liked her character, and I was like, that, this is a waste of, of her, um, I thought. Um, uh, I was really pissed off for, for um, uh, um, uh, Kelly Marie Tran because what the hell? Rose, like, okay. When, <laughs> Greg, when Greg Grunberg has more lines than Rose, who was, like, one of your new characters, I know why they said they were like, oh, we thought that the, you know, the, the technology would be better and that, um, we'd be able to have Leia in it more, but like, like Lando had more lines than her. Like it was just, it was bad, right? It like, was it, really it disappointing. Was, it, 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 she, she had no, she had no role. It went on forever. I just, I really had good hopes. And then I walked out of it and I was like, would I recommend this? And I'm like, well, I don't want to say no because I, it's a Star War, but I mean, I, I feel like it was the weakest of the three, which was disappointing for a trilogy that for me started so strongly in, in fairness, it is possible that I was so enamored with the first one because I had so little expectations. But regardless. So, so I mean, Christy, you and I completely agreed on uh, Last Jedi. Like, yeah. a good film. The the Canto uh, part of it was kind of, um, it was unnecessary. Uh, you know, I, I liked Force Awakens. Um, I didn't think it was the best Star Wars movie, but it was a really good movie. Um I really, really enjoyed this film. And Frank, my husband, doesn't pay attention to any of the politics on Twitter. He really, really, really enjoyed this film. This is one of of my favorite Star Wars uh, movies. Wow, and that's great. I, I enjoyed it because this really felt like a film that gave Rey space to have her own arc. Um, you know, I think we kind of take it for granted now, but... Like, this is a, a a woman that gets to star in a Star Wars movie. It was all about her, and she gets to be a fully fleshed-out character, a real human being that has uh, something that's really satisfying. And it is true that a lot of this film was hitting the nostalgic beats. But at the same time, it's like trying to close the book on nine separate films sure and 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 i was okay with that we saw this three times in the theater and i i think i think it's fair to critique it for being so fast there's not ever a chance to like breathe emotionally i think that's fair but i just feel overall it was a an exceptional movie in my opinion and I'm I'm not telling you your opinions wrong. Sure, I'm no, saying no, I, I'm, I'm not. not I'm, I'm glad saying to hear. I don't understand. I I I genuinely, it, I've thought about this so hard. I don't understand where the discontent comes from, and I want to. 
Yeah. So it's interesting because like I'm glad to hear your perspective as well, because I haven't stopped thinking about this movie since I saw it last night. And I've been like, really like I was I was disappointed that I didn't like it more. Right. Like this is not something where I was like happy to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like I I, I, you don't go into something like this not wanting to, to like it. And I definitely wanted to like it. But I felt like the link was just wrong in a lot of places. I, 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 I enjoyed, you know, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Adam Driver. Um, I, I think that, uh, acting wise, I mean, a, he is the best actor. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, 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 like he's the best actor in this franchise. He's actually probably for being completely honest, like he's the best actor that this franchise has ever had. Um, with the possible exception of Natalie Portman and Natalie Portman didn't do. What about Alec Guinness? (laughs) (laughs) But, 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 but but Natalie Portman didn't give her best effort you know in in the start in in the in the trilogy and in, in the prequels or whatever but but like adam driver like he brought it he's a great actor uh i thought that he was awesome i thought that uh um 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 uh finn's hair was fantastic i thought that john boyega looked really hot and i really liked his hair um and uh you know what i love hmm. babu frick yes i love babu frick i, I thought babu that was frick. great babu yes. frick was amazing but I felt like the pacing just, it, it wasn't right in certain places. It wasn't just the fact that you didn't ever get a chance to settle down, but I didn't feel like you had that kind of emotional, like, resonance that, you know, that, that they wanted us to have. Um, with the exception of some of the Ray and, and, and Kylo Ren scenes, um, where, you know, again, they, they, they force-fucked, which was great, <laughs> but they finally force-fucked. Like, I was very excited about that, but I just, I didn't feel, like, even Leia's death or whatever, like, I didn't feel like it didn't, I didn't emotionally connect with me the way I like I felt like it should. Mhm. Yeah, and I th- like some of my complaints I think are due to things that were beyond the the creator's control, like for example, I think after and I'm about to spoil things for Rise of Skywalker, so just FYI, if by this point you haven't seen it and haven't tuned out, now's the point where you should do that if you care about spoilers. For me, it was, I felt very condescended to by everyone coming back from the dead. And that was exacerbated by the fact that I am 90% certain that Han's scene with Kylo would have been Carrie Fisher had she uh, yeah. been around to film this movie. Yeah. But they they needed that emotional crux. So they had Han come back. Um which, which in fairness, which in there. fairness, I cried there all three times. It was in, in so fairness, good. In fairness, I thought that acting was very good between both of them. And in fairness, I will say this: Mark Hamill's a terrible actor. He might be a good voice actor, but he's a god awful actor. And I was grateful that at least we had a good actor in a flashback scene, unlike the Mark Hamill flashback scene. In which case, I like really wanted to just like the acting was so bad it took me out of the movie. But but I I'm I'm with you. That would have been a Carrie Fisher scene for sure. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so this may get me in trouble. Um, but I, I I have to say this, and I feel like we're all friends here. So of I course. Can. <laughs> so so I understand. I adore Rose from the Last Jedi. I thought she was a fantastic character. I really liked her. I would have loved to have seen this movie center her more at the same time. I, I kind of feel like the anger about this is a bit overblown. Like, okay, I agree who, with that. Who are I agree some with that. of the characters that have been introduced? You have Phasma, who's 10 out of 10. Awesome. Great star Wars novel written about her. She died in the last one. We move on. Uh, you know, Rose was very prominent in the last one and she just wasn't as, as prominent here. And I, I've read some of the articles that talk about like how it's a uh, you know structural racism and sexism that she was kind of um, her part was written down some, but it's also like we have this awesome you know former stormtrooper who's a yep. woman of color, yep, who's really front and center, who they queue up to like be in the next Star Wars trilogy or at the very least whatever TV projects come after totally, this. Totally, totally, totally. And she, you've got she's Carrie... going to do something with, with, right. uh, with Lando. Like, they're, they, they're clearly, you know, teasing some sort of Disney Plus thing. Right. I think Jen is got... awesome, but I do think yeah. that the reason, like, they're, the scene where they functionally write off Rose was so heavy-handed. It's, what, they're what getting scene ready. What scene do you mean? What scene uh, do you the mean? The scene where they're getting ready to leave, like Finn and Poe and Ray okay. are getting ready to yep. leave in the Millennium Falcon, and then 
Finn's like, Rose, last chance to come. And she's yep. like, no, no Leia said that stay. I should stay to do the blah, blah, blah. And the writer has explained that uh, part of that happening was because they wanted Rose to be the emotional touchstone back in the base with Leia. Um, and that couldn't happen because Carrie Fisher again died. I but, just but I don't the understand the why the writing good enough. Giving her a reason to stay there was so clumsy. I honestly don't I even agree. remember what the technical thing that she needed to stay at the base to do to, was. To learn she was how to strike at the star destroyers yeah. that were there. Maybe, Ugh. yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the way they made it seem like was that she wanted to be like the emotional support for Leia. Like that practically seemed to be like that's why yeah. she said she was going to stay back. No, I agree, and I and I think that I do believe them when they said, "Hey, originally we were hoping that the technology would be better for the you know like using the you know the voice you know the previous like motion capture stuff and like the you know the the other voice." things that we'd be able to have more scenes and they just didn't have enough to to, to bring that mm-hmm. i get that but i also i do agree with you i felt like i don't think that it's like a structural racism thing per se i think and if we're being honest i mean i thought i like kelly marie tran a lot and i thought that the character was fun but if we're also being honest as a viewer i think that you are more excited about seeing you know uh poe finn and ray together than you know this yeah. this other person i get that i just felt like it was a lazy thing to me Re- it reinforced, I guess, maybe my problems with um, The Last Jedi, which were, I think as a good actress, I don't think it was a good character. And I don't think that that it was that they served the character well in either film, it, you know, to the point where you're going to introduce this and spend all this time. And then literally Greg Grunberg had more lines like that's not a, that I, I was counting in my head like Greg Grunberg had more screen time and, you know, and, and he's not you know, anything. And, and so to me, that was just kind of like, really, it does really sit wrong with me because it complete, it it has a completely different dynamic between Rose and Finn in this film compared to the last film. And I I agree. Just feels like she's being sidelined and it's hard not to, it's hard to see the first prominent Asian woman in star Wars, have her character be just completely like any I, I think personality that the character had stripped away completely gone and she was look, yes we she did was get com- to other female characters in this movie carrie russell's character and then Jana, uh the actress i don't remember her name but the former stormtrooper who is very cool um but it just felt like you're giving me a really half-assed reason why she can't even just be mm-hmm. on the ship with everybody else and like go on the main quest and i i don't buy it and i feel like you're talking to me like i'm a child about it not you and I but think the film it's fair to say like phasma has a, an arc like general hux has an arc you know they didn't really close her storyline she's just there yeah. as kind of a sidekick which yeah, is another com- problematic asian stereotype yeah but husband complains about this all the time when naomi we watch movies. is the actress who plays Jana. Adding that right. in now that I've Googled it. Um, but yeah. I, I guess I I, I understand that. So yeah, I agree with you. It was clumsily written. I think mm-hmm. everything around Leia in this film is just kind of, it's the movie at its worst. Because you I can tell they're sitting. I honestly wish that they, yeah. I know everybody hated it when they did it in Rogue One. They should have just done it like one and done. Like this is the last yep. time we're going to do CGI people. I swear to God, but they needed <laughs> to do it for this movie. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, I mean, yeah. the more I think about it, like, I really think that they should have let Leia die in, in, um, oh, God, the last I Jedi. wish they had. Yeah, they should have I done that. And, 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 and then it wouldn't have created this problem that we had now. And, and in fact, they, they, we made it seem like they did, right? Like, she goes into, like, you know, space or whatever and she's brought back. And it's like, there was this opportunity to have that sense of loss. Whereas here, I think, because so many other things happened, A, the loss of the character wasn't felt. B, if we're being honest, we've all mourned the actress and know that reality. You know it's coming, you know, so it takes away that part of it. And and C, it led them to doing clumsy things, um, you know, with Rose, which, look, if you want to sideline her, that's fine. If you want to say we would rather service other characters instead, that's fine. But to your point, Simone, I feel like it did do this whole character they built up in the second film like a complete disservice you know, to just kind of be like, oh, you have this great relationship with Finn and now, you know, you're just going to not be part of the, the gang and go adventure squatting. Like, it just, I don't know, it just didn't, that that didn't sit well with me. But, you know, there were there were things, like, I kept kind of thinking about it. Like, I really did like the Kylo Ren and, and Rey stuff a lot. I loved the Kylo Ren and Rey stuff. I'll get, I'll, I'll be positive about this. Wow. 
Adam Driver did a really good job yeah, in this did. movie, and especially after he had his um, re- reverse heel turn yes. and became a, a boy with hopeful, sad eyes and, and went kissed. after the woman he loved, and they kissed, and it ruled. Uh, it I did totally rule. bought into that relationship in The Last Jedi. Uh, I became mm-hmm. very, like, the dynamic yes. that was set up in that movie was great, and they totally did, I think, everything that I would have wanted to happen with it in this movie. No, agree. The only the only thing I felt kind of bad for Finn because Finn was like going to confess his love like a couple times, and I was like, oh, poor Finn. Like she's not into you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like she's like 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 Rose is into you, but like, was he going to confess his love or was he going to say he's force sensitive? We don't know. I've seen multiple theories. I don't know. I felt <laughs> like he was going to confess his love because like, why would he want to tell her before he dies that he's force sensitive? Who cares? Yeah, another really good question. I mean, I guess, like, bottom line it, like, did you, was this movie disappointing to you or was it, like, Phantom Menace bad? Oh, to me, it was was disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, look, I'll watch this on Disney Plus or whatever, right? Like, I'll do the trilogy. This isn't, like, the, the prequels where I, like, will do anything I can to not watch them, right? Like... I was disappointed, I think, mostly just because the it, the trilogy had started so strongly and there are such moments of brilliance. I do think that it was just too long. Like, I can't get over that. The, 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 the Last Jedi was too long, too. But this one, really, there were just moments where I was like, God, I know you have to fit a lot of things and I know you have to do a lot of fan service because this is the last one. And to your point, Brie, they're tying up nine, you know, films. But my God, like, it was a long movie, you know, and, and like mm-hmm. there's a way you can do a long movie and it doesn't feel long. This, like, you felt it. At least I, I did. I guess I felt like, and this is just my perspective, I felt like the movies moved so fast that I almost wish it was 30 minutes longer and had given it space, like break up into two episodes. I don't care. And, you know, have given more space to really uncover, like, who are the the Knights of Ren? You know, tell me about Rose's character. Do the do you the, know, the General Leia thing more artfully. Kind yeah. of onto something there, because I would not have hated, I realize that Hollywood can't move this much, but if it had been a quadrilogy, and they had used film three to tie up whatever Ryan Johnson was doing with his movie, and give them more room to get to where this movie started. That I would not have hated. Split it up yeah. into two movies and add on that extra like half hour, 40 minutes, whatever of story. Because you're right, there are things I want to know more about. Um, I still love Star Wars. I also wanted to know more about the Knights of Ren uh, who like appeared in Force Awakens, I believe. I don't remember if they were also in The Last Jedi. But um, yeah, tell me more about that. Show me just more that isn't randomly chasing all over the galaxy for this one thing set up palpatine coming back actually um the opening scroll that was the that literally my my kind of uh, relationship with this movie started with the opening scroll because it had it was extremely short and then it just had a bunch of words in caps lock <laughs> telling me palpatine saying revenge all across the galaxy are you ready to go on a ride with me um, and I was, that was the first moment where I was like, huh, I know I that. I loved that. It, it felt you know very childish wanted? to me. You know what I kind of wanted, though? I'm not going to lie. I kind of did want, like, Ray and Kylo Ren to, like, bone down. Bond together. I, like, bond Sorry, together. I and, mean, like, bond evil. together, yeah. Bond. I, I did oh. want them to bone, obviously, but I wanted them to both be evil and, like, just take over as, like, the emperor. Wow. I, 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 you, you scam artists. I'm just saying, like, I kind of would have been, obviously, I knew that the trilogy was never going to end that way, but I think that, that would have been a much more interesting and kind of, like, cool, like, end to be like, yep, turns out darkness does win. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want more Dark Ray. I was disappointed that was get fun. Dark Ray. Yes. Yeah, she, that was fun. All right. <laughs> All right. So those are our thoughts about The Last Jedi. Do you guys think it's bad that I'm finishing my cup of coffee after having NyQuil? The Rise of the Skywalker. I think that's and what the, the doctors recommend, Samantha. It okay. is what they recommend. Uh, you need to mix both the, the, the high and the lows together. Like the highs and the lows. That's the whole thing. Just like yeah. Rise of Skywalker did. Um, hey, Brianna, what are you doing this week? Uh, so not to get serious, uh, I'll go quick. But uh, guys, we, did a, we deliberately did a, a fun show this week uh, because it's been a very stressful start of the new year. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, Iran has just 
launched an attack on uh, U.S. bases in Iraq. Um, there's a lot of fear that we're going to war. So I just I, I just feel a need to like say if we're not talking about that this week, it's because we are exhausted and we're trying to give you all a space to uh, for some fun. And uh, we, we're going to have a fun show next week for you, too. Uh, so uh, as far as what I'm doing this week, uh, we have been doing some amazing key endorsements. My team is firing on all thrusters. I'm over strep. I am working my butt off. Uh, fundraising is going really well, thanks to all the Rocket listeners I talked to uh, at the end of quarter. But honestly, I am just ready to go and working my butt off of my campaign. Mm-hmm. Christina, what about you? Uh, yeah, well, I just want to reiterate what, what Bree said. We wanted to do, you know, a fun show because parts of the world are actually on fire and things are really bad right now. And so yeah. thank you for allowing us to to do that and not have to think about like the terrible realities that, that are on, on top of all of us. But um, I am back at work. I was off of work for like three weeks and uh, <laughs> I am now back at work. So I'm getting back into the swing of things. And uh, that's basically it. I'm just, I'm trying to like catch up with a lot of email. All right. Oh. <laughs> Eight hours a day at email sounds terrible. Sorry in my life. <laughs> That's hell. Uh, what am I doing this week? I'm sorry. I apparently never prepare for this section. I'm making a dope video right now, you guys. Surprise. I'm doing my job. Um, I'm making a video about looting sounds and gathering sounds in video games. Um, and I spent a lot of time today just recording, like doing uh, juvenile Foley work in my office. And it was awesome. Um, and I am so excited for this video to come out, which will hopefully be this weekend. Um, and I'll Can be- I recommend one? Can I recommend one? Uh, yeah. Star Voyager. This is an NES game and the sound design for it is so bizarre. It's a roguelike of you in space going around the galaxy. And when you when you pick something up in a space, I can't even, if I tried to sing it to you right now, you would think I had lost my mind. It's so crazy. Heck it's yeah. Just this surreal auditory experience, like, I mean, it's, I it's, love it's awesome. That. Yes. Thank you. I'll send you a link. I'll look into it. Oh, I'm <laughs> seriously like, I, I'm thinking about sound all the time right now and it's so cool. Um, and I recommend this as a job if anyone wants it. Think, Just think about sound and get paid for it. Um, hey, where can we find you online, Bree? Uh, you can find me at Brianna Wu on Twitter and developer Brianna Wu uh, on Facebook. What about you, Christina? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And uh, my videos have been uh, late, but they are coming back uh, this week. You can find my uh, uh, work um, uh, on uh, YouTube.com slash Microsoft developer to see my work videos. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and at YouTube.com slash Polygon, where I just had a video come out about Overwatch League and support yes. play. Yay. It was so good. Thank you. It was so good. I had a lot of fun oh with gosh. it. Um, wow. If you like this show, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts and a little star rating so that we can all enjoy being uh, five stars together because you, our listeners, are five stars in our eyes. But there's no platform that allows us to give you ratings. So um, go out and change that in the world. That's what we love about you. Hey, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs>